and welcome to the Ascot United Behind the Goals podcast. This is episode five. My name's Dan Huff. As ever, I am here with my uh, usual partner in crime, Leon Palmer-Wilson. Leon, how are you? I'm all right, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many layers you got on? Uh, well, I was just thinking about that. I was about to say it's been a bit of a cold day, but I'm wearing the um, the puffer jacket, my old man whippet hat, a few other layers besides. You're looking good on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, yeah you good. like that? I like that a lot, yeah. Just for those who... This is M&F, this hat. High-quality whippet hat. Oh, that's good to see. Yeah, not, not too shabby, is it? How, how have you been, mate, all right? I'm good, yeah, I'm good. For those who, who, who need to know these things, we're recording for a change on a Saturday night, and I'll explain why in a moment. And... Uh, it's about 10 o'clock in the evening, so, you know, it's pretty chilly. So I've got about five layers on, which is five layers fewer than I had when I went out this morning to uh, to try and referee some under-eight football games in vain as they were all cancelled because the pitches were uh, were rock solid. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all right, Liam. I'm all right. Have you, have you had a busy week or two? What have you been up to? Well, since we last spoke, Dan, there's a couple of things that have happened that have been um, uh, been interesting. I have been introduced to guinea pigs. Have you really? So that's my that's my main bit of news. So my my sister in law, um, we're in and out of her house a lot. We're quite close, and um, and my brother in law, obviously, and my, and my niece and nephew. But um, Father Christmas, uh, we were talking about him last week, actually, weren't we? We were talking about Lapland anyway. He sent a few guinea pigs over. Did he? And um, they're they're uh, they're quite sweet creatures. They they don't seem to do much. They sit still a lot. And it got me thinking. Well, how did these creatures sort of? Where do they live in the wild? Like, what do they eat and what eats them? Because they're, they're so small and so sort of meek. And it turns out that they haven't lived in the wild ever. What, we, what we've got in the, in, the, in the modern domesticated guinea pig is a thing that's been bred for meat for hundreds of years. They're after using experiments for hundreds of years, which is why you talk about a guinea pig, which basically means... Uh, someone who's having something done to them, they don't really know why, which kind I'm of fits the bill. stuff here. I didn't know I was going to go down so, this route on this podcast, but I am learning mate, stuff. I, I did I'm nearly know. done. I'm, I'm, I'm nearly ready to wrap on it. The only thing about the guinea pigs that has been a bit of a downside is if you have any allergies to anything at all, you will be allergic to a guinea pig. And so they, uh, they, they do, they do, they do make me a bit short breath. But anyway, I was guinea pigs. I didn't know I was going to go down this route either. But um, one of the, one of the vets, Neil Corbett. Um, was scheduled to play in a vets football game just before Christmas, and he he sent me a message about what about five pm on the Friday evening. We're playing Friday nights, and he said, "Dan, I can't play. I've had an issue with the guinea pig." <laughs> and I'm like, "You've done what? How do you have an issue with a guinea pig?" And he said, "Yeah, well, I um yeah, I was cleaning it, cleaning the hutch, you know, before before sort of you know the kids came home from school and." I somehow or other managed to, uh, to to basically stab myself, and there's blood everywhere. I'm now in A and E, um, and uh, and yeah, I mean it's all gone wrong, mate. And there's no way I'm going to be able to get from A and E up to Ascot United to play in the Vets game. And I thought he was joking at first, but then he sent me a picture, and, and he most definitely was not joking. So the guinea pig wasn't directly responsible, to be fair. But there is a moral in this, and that's keep away from guinea pigs, mate. They're trouble. There's there's two things on that, Dan. First of all. I am very surprised that Neil Corbett cleans out his own guinea pigs. I would have thought he'd have got a man in to do that. That's one. And two, how's he kept that quiet? Well, perhaps only a select few of us knew, but a few more people know now. Everybody knows now, yeah. We'll move on. We're going nowhere fast with this discussion. We're going to go somewhere much, much more interesting and much, much hotter. Um, 
those of you um, who haven't been on the moon for the last 12 months will remember that Ascot United had one of the most famous days in the club's history, arguably the most famous day in the club's history last May when we won the FA Vars. And the man who scored the winning goal that day was Kai Walters. And I am really pleased to be able to say that he's joining us now from a place a little warmer than Ascot Kai, right? <laughs> yeah, Gold Coast up in Australia. Um, yeah, pretty hot here, man. Uh, had to throw a t-shirt on quickly. Don't usually do that. Hardest decision at the minute is... So the big decision is t-shirt or no t-shirt, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm uh, loving that he's baiting us with his great big fan that's right in shot. And it almost looks like you've got a helicopter head. Because all I can see is your head and then the fan spinning. Yeah. No, no need for that here. That's all I can say. So, no. So, um, Kai, seriously, great that you could, you, you, you could take the time to talk to us. Um, right now, just going to start at the beginning here. See. You're not playing for Ascot United at the moment. It goes without saying. It's a bit of a commute from the Gold Coast to Berkshire. But where, where did your story with Ascot United begin? When did you start playing for the club? So I actually joined, um, it was about six years ago. Uh, Neil Richards was gaffer at the time um, and JT was assistant. Um, and then since then, I've, I've pretty much been there the whole time, bar a few uh, spells um, away from the club, maybe two seasons or so. But... Yeah, I kept coming back. Um, you know, it's, it's it's been probably the only place that I've ever really enjoyed my football. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a great place to be, and and I've loved it there. So where was the club when you joined? Can you remember what division we were in? I think it was still set five, but I mean back then we had uh, the slope grass pitch. Um, I think Dave Buckchart was probably the only fan there at the games, and and we were battling relegation. So uh, yeah, it's come a long way since then. Um, so, yeah, it's just every, everything that's been going on uh, with the club and obviously Simon, Neil, Lisa, Joe, you know, all the hard work they put in and see how far the club's come is, uh, is great, really. It's a bit crazy. And Leon and I are relative newcomers to the club, but even in our short time with Ascot United, it's developed, you know, really impressively. Yeah. So in terms of... Um, your football, so where did you play? I mean, obviously you scored a goal at Wembley, so one would suspect you probably weren't a centre-half. Um, wh where did you play and wh what sort of role did you play in the team? Um, so I've always been like a centre-mid um, throughout my career. I've been more attacking. All the best team. players are centre-mids. <laughs> um, oh, right, of course. In the final, I actually came on as a, as a left wing-back, as you hear in the commentary, which is uh, the first time I've ever played there. So, um, yeah, it was a new one, but... Yeah, I've been a centre mid my whole my whole career, and that's normally where JT deployed me. Yeah, and talk to us about last season then. Before we get to Wembley, what I mean, I I was assumed that the aim was to win stuff, right? Or was it one of those ones where okay, we get to November, we get to December, things are going well, still in the cup, still in the league, this could be good. Um, or, or or was it something that you felt way back in August? Okay, this year's serious. We're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go for X, Y, and Z this year. Yeah, I think. Well, there was quite a few changes at the beginning of the season. Um, a lot of new boys came in um, and, and the quality levels were just raised instantly. Um, like everyone that came in was, um, yeah, just, just techie, just good players, man. And I feel like we gelled really early on in the season. Um, and, you know, we, we built a family pretty early on. Um, and I think like, we knew pretty quickly that if we, you know, if we worked hard and, and pulled together, then we could, we could, you know, achieve achieve good things, um, and like obviously the seasons before the boys have been close to going up, but 
I don't know. Last season just had a buzz about it from day one. Um, so, yeah, yeah, capped it off well, didn't we? Well, it often happens that way, doesn't it? That you just get a feel pretty early that this is actually yeah. going to be all right. And, it, and not just in football, in loads of stuff um, in life. Leon, sorry, I'm hogging the show here. No, not at all. I mean, first of all, Dan, I'm going to have to correct you. I've been here about 13 years. I think that's quite a long time to be here. <laughs> I didn't um, lose that long, mate. I'll take it all back. Yeah, although um, I, I've, I've had a few spells away, but not to play for anyone else, just to sort of be old and sore. But uh, So, look, um, the bit that I'm really excited about, Kai, is to hear a little bit, bit about Wembley. Now, I don't, I don't want to get straight into the match. Yeah. I want to know a little bit about the run-up, really, the build-up. You know, what was different? I mean, let's start a week beforehand. What, yeah. what, what's going on? What, what was the club up to? Can, can I ask so a we question went... a bit about, Go that goes before that? Very, I'm going to get to the point on this one. Were you involved in the ruck at the end of the quarterfinal? No, I wasn't actually there for the quarterfinal. Ah, okay, so oh, you, <laughs> you've got a good one. alibi then. Yeah, um, I missed that one. But I was there for the caution game. Um, the caution game was a good day. I think that was probably my favourite uh, favorite day of the season. Um, is that the semi-final away where yeah. some of the fans were getting a bit leery at the end? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That 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 was the one. Um, it was a, just a scruffy game, just mud dogging around, rolling around in the mud the whole game. Um, and then obviously to win it on penalties. Um, yeah, it was a, that that was a good day, and the, the party went off afterwards. <laughs> I bet it did. did. Did you take one? No, no, I didn't. Me, honestly. My penalty record is a shambles, boys. Like even from from growing up, like it's just one of them that just doesn't click. Honestly, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll save it for finals anyway. Save it for finals and real goals. So that's no, a real <laughs> big deal. The semi final, Leon. I, I remember it very well because I, I um I had a choice to go and see either my, my team should be town at Charlton, which is a very good away day if you live in the southeast of England, or go to Caution, right? And I opted to go to Charlton, right? So walking out the game at the end. We'd lost 6-0, so let's get that out there straight away. Probably weren't the best of choices, but we managed to get the radio on. Now, Caution, I think it was, it must have been them, had live commentary on the game. Is that right, Kai? Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So we're all walking out, me and my two then seven-year-olds, and we got we got the radio on, and we're like, it's gone to penalties, it's gone to penalties. And we're walking back to the station um, at Charlton, and, and of course, we win the penalties. And we go absolutely bonkers. And like, I remember a couple of Charlton fans saying, well, they're like this when they lost 6-0. God knows what they'll be like if they ever win. And, and of course, it didn't occur to me we got the Shrewsbury Town colours on, looking like a complete lunatic. But um, it, was, it was, perhaps you had to be there, a memorable do. Getting back to Leon's question about the run-up and the week, what, what was that like? So the week before, um, we had a stadium tour of Wembley. Um, went in around the change room. Um, so yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the week before. Um, and then a couple of training sessions. We trained at the... Uh, at Reading Stadium at Majeski. Um so yeah, nice. the pitch pitch was perfect, and um, yeah, that that was a good experience. Um, and then the night before, we stayed in the I think it was the Royal Barks Hotel. Um, oh yeah, it. yeah, that was beautiful. Um, I went out for a team meal, had a team meeting. Like it was really professional, and the club did such a good job in you know looking after us and, and preparing us mentally for the game. Um, well, well deserved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think because of how things were running and how professional it was, like we all we had to focus on was the game, and there, there was obviously a bit of nerves. But I feel like you know we we'd achieved so much in the season; everyone was ready for it. So um, yeah, good to go. When um, 
how did you feel about being on the bench for that one, Kai? Obviously, it was disappointing, but um, JT told me at the training session before. Um, but at the end of the day, like, we were a team last year, and, like, you just have to do what's best for the team. Like, I said to, I said to JT when he told me, I was like, look, it's, it's like, put the team first. It is what it is. Like, it's already set in yeah. stone what's going to happen. Like, I was just, I'd rather us have won and me not played than me played and, and not won. Do you know what I mean? Like, Last year, yeah, really I get that. Not about uh, like teamwork and, and stuff like that. And I feel like if I had been put in that position when I was maybe a bit younger and a bit more immature, I'd probably have lost my head a bit. But like, you just have to, you just take one for the team. And, and you know, JT is the gaffer for a reason. So, um, yeah, it all worked out to plan, didn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah, c- coming on to that. So, you've talked about the prep. How about the, how about the um, game day? So, game day was. We woke up, had a, had a walk around the grounds, had breakfast, um, then got on got on the what bus time did you there. Because it was a twelve fifteen kickoff, right? Have I got that right? It was an early kickoff, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we were like up and out early, um, which was good because you know we're not sat around waiting, letting the nerves kick in. Um, so yeah, up and out early. We got up there. I can't remember what time it was, but um, yeah, we just started prepping. You know, there was a good buzz in the changing room. Like we, I feel like part of the Vars is the actual winners getting to Wembley. Like, it, it, like we'd already won before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. kicked off. Like, it's just the experience. Bill. That's that's the best bit. Um, but yeah, the boys were just buzzing. Warm up was good. It's just yeah, it was a good experience to, leading up so to it. Yeah. When did you first go on the pitch? I guess you must have got to Wembley, and and you, you, the first thing you do, is yeah, just, yeah. I guess, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go check the pitch out. Check for any bubbles. Um, <laughs> obviously, there's none. Um, so, so yeah, but you were looking in vain there. The pitch looked fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Now, tell me about the um, tell me about the um, the changing room, and then I'm even more interested to know: are there like are they like heated racing seats that you get to sit on when you come out? Tell me, tell us a bit about the 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 uh, yeah the facilities. So there's actually loads of changing rooms in there. We weren't allowed in the uh, actual England one, obviously. But um, oh, like the other change rooms are obviously top jaw. Um, they're massive. Uh, showers are massive. There's like a warm up room uh, with bikes, and you know we did our warm up in there. Um, but yeah, facility, nice. but obviously top jaw. <laughs> yeah, and that subs bench because I, I'm 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 well acquainted with the subs bench these days. <laughs> Mine is a sort of a a long plastic strip, um, you know, surrounded by big sort of old vet lads but what what are you what are the chairs like there tell me about it yeah they're, they're comfy man <laughs> it's not like yeah. but yeah best seats in the house i guess and how are it, they heated how does tell it work me. i don't think so it was a hot day oh. wasn't it like, i really wouldn't have the heating on anyway yeah <laughs> but how does it work in terms of who sits where i mean jt would have first call on it right he's, he's yeah obviously first dibs. Totals down at the bottom but then it's free for all i guess seems fair, fair enough did you did you know that if you were called upon, you'd be coming on as a wing back, or were you just thinking, "I'll just come on where I'm." Yeah. There was there was no discussion about the plan, or were you indeed even told there's a good chance you're coming on after X amount? No, there wasn't really um, anything said about coming on. Um, so it was funny, but before the game, like obviously all my friends and family were coming. Um, I knew I wasn't starting. Um, and I text my boys in the morning saying, "Like, don't worry about coming if you don't want to, because I'm not starting." Obviously. Um, luckily they did, 
But um, yeah, I had, I had no idea what I'd be coming on. Um, I feel like I'm quite a versatile player anyway, so I can't have any issue really playing wherever, just not as a centre-back. Um, but yeah, I was just happy to get on the pitch. It was just a relief to get on and 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 yeah, I was I was ready for it. Like the nerves weren't there. Um, I feel like all players want to play in the big games and be prepared properly. So, like as soon as I see Rob go down and and JT gestures to me, like I was ready anyway. Now, in terms Jason. of nerves, I was going to ask you about that because Rob went down quite early, didn't he? Was it twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was early. Now, in my mind, you've basically got no time to be nervous. It's get your kit off, get on. Is that yeah. right? Or yeah, yeah. Um... I was midway through my warm-ups, and it's not even midway. I probably just started it, to be honest. And yeah, I get the call to come back, and yeah, it happens so quick. But you know, you just have to adapt and just get on with it and get going, don't you? And yeah. how was Rob about it all? Because I mean, obviously, he had no choice. He's injured; he had to come off. But that yeah. must be disappointing. Starting off at Wembley, and then then just as you're getting into it, you're curtailed, right? Yeah, it's gutting for Rob. Like, I was gutted for him. He's such a he's such a funny guy. Um, I love Rob. I see him out here actually the other week. He was uh, he was over here, so I linked up with him and saw him. But yeah, it was gutting for Rob. But yeah, he's he's a good lad, so he took it well, he, and... and he can still say he played at Wembley. And it made me smile when you said you were doing your sort of acclimatization sessions at Reading. And oftentimes mm. you think about. If you know you're going to be playing somewhere cold, you go and train somewhere cold. Or if you know they're going to have a small pitch, you, you train on a small pitch. But you had to practice playing on an absolutely perfect surface, which I absolutely love. So what was it like when you actually got onto Wembley? It, is, is it that little bit easier to control the ball? You can take your eye off a bit earlier yeah. before you bring it down, all of that sort of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Like You compare it to the game before at Caution where it's just a mud bath and you've got to take 10 touches just to control the ball. Like yeah. <laughs> Wembley, you haven't even got to think. Like, it's just perfect time. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Right. And thinking oh. about the game, now I remember JT telling me beforehand, because somehow or other I had a gig with BBC Radio Berkshire to commentate on the game. Quite how that came about, I don't know, it was great. Yeah, Com commentary right box at Wembley is, is phenomenal. The food there is, is, is different yeah. here, Leon. Brilliant. Um, but one thing JT had told me is that he fancied getting round the sides of um you know of the guys you're playing against on the day now he did say on pain of death you're not going to tell anybody that until the match starts but but they, he definitely did say we want to use use a bit of wit and yeah. of course you came on in, in one i guess what in that strategy is a pretty important role right yeah yeah like that that was our game plan for a lot of last season i think was just get it to the wingers um just get it to the wingers and let them do their job um obviously i'm sure on the wing that just puts the ball on the money every single time. Um, and yeah, it was either just riff him, as he didn't play, unfortunately. But, you know, we, that's why we had a bit of a shift of uh, formation. But yeah, we really utilised um, our width last year and it obviously worked all season, didn't it? So, And talk us through the goal, Kai. We got to that point. Um, now, I guess... Love this. You, you must have seen, seen a run to the near post, closed your eyes and hope for the best, right? Do you know what? I don't actually remember <laughs> what, how the goal happened. Like, a lot, I feel like a lot of people will say that, though, especially strikers. Like, instinct just sort of takes over and it just happens. Like, if you ask someone how they did it, like, I, I can tell you. Um, so I don't really remember that. I just remember, you know, seeing seeing the ball going to the back of the net, um, and just yeah, you, I can't even describe the feeling because it's like the happiest thing you've ever experienced, times a thousand. Um, can, can I say something? It, it didn't look like you had a celebration planned. Is that a bit harsh? 
<laughs> no, I didn't, to be fair, but I was just, I was gassed to just go and hit the knee slide in front of the fans, to be honest. <laughs> oh, thanks. Also, um, Kai, I'm not having this because I, I you, you, how many times have you watched that goal back? Uh, yeah, I watch it every day still, I'm not going to lie. Right, so now I want you to tell me about the I goal. I love that. Right? That's brilliant. Let, let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story. So you've made a really good run, lung-busting run, yeah. having just been defending in your own box. Yeah? Yeah. I'll, and you've I'll, done I'll... a little shadow movement and you've got... Go on, <laughs> t- talk us through it. What's happened? But, but after watching it back, like I feel obviously I get the headlines for scoring it, but the goal itself, I think, was, was quality. Um, obviously, Brendan on the wing, his, his work down the wing was quality. That's Brendan Maffitt for you. Um, Granny's put a ball into a proper dangerous area. Um, unfortunately, there's no one, no one there in time. Um, and then Milo's like Milo's movement needs way more credit because he pulled off to the back post and that opened up the space for me to get into. Like, if that doesn't happen, like the goal doesn't happen. So I feel like all the boys need credit. And then obviously Sean, like when Sean gets the ball, you know where it's going. So um, I feel like those boys need need just as much credit for the goal. Um, and yeah, I just. Managed to get my long hair to flick it onto my shoulder what, to hit what, it into the back post. What did they time the hang time at, Dan? Because you were working for the BBC on the day. What What was his hang time? Are we talking hours? <laughs> I think it's got to be. It's got to be in, in 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 the multiples of seconds, isn't it? Ronaldo esque. Well, it, it certainly was one of those moments where, as soon as you got anywhere near the ball, I did feel you were going to score. You know, yeah, I just wanted to get something on it. Yeah, I, uh, I just wanted to get something on air, just make some sort of contact, and yeah, luckily it went in. It's funny you say that about Milo, though, because I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know him, but I can imagine yeah. he, he might have been a bit disappointed to have been on the bench, but he, he did have a big impact when he came on. I thought big busting shot. Did he hit the bar? Have I made that up. No, he yeah, the bar, yeah. Didn't he? yeah, yeah. Milo made such a big impact on all the games that that he maybe didn't start and and come on. Um, it's just it's just a complete change of personnel. Um, obviously, we had B up there. I think B wasn't really getting support. But then you stick Milo up there with him, and he's big. He holds the ball well, like technically brilliant. Um, I feel like that changed the game. And I'm trying to think now. I should, I should have done some prep early on. About 15 <laughs> minutes to go, 20 minutes to go in the game. Was that would that be when the goal went in? It was 10. 10. Oh, was it, it, right. Longest 10 minutes of your life. Yeah, no, like, I felt really settled after that and I just didn't feel like like anything was going to happen. I feel like the game was done after that. Like, it, Wembley's a big pitch and I think watching it back, like, everyone looked knackered. Um, so I feel like the pace of the game was just yeah. dead. Uh, obviously, we had to um, sort of hold out for a bit, but, like, I feel like when, when that goal went in, I, I knew that was it. Thinking as well, the amount of adrenaline, you know, even though you boys were used to winning... Yeah, you know, had a cracking season. There must be some serious adrenaline that um, that that will come at a little bit of a cost afterwards, isn't it? While you try and recover, but you only had ten minutes to get through, as you say, and, and we and we know what happened. Um, I know Dan um, that we haven't got that much long left, and I'm really interested to know uh, what you've been up to since. Yeah, so traded the pitch for the beach, basically. Um, moved over here to Australia on the Gold Coast, uh, travelled around for a bit, um, and I've just yeah just settled here in a place called Burley um, just before Christmas. Um, so yeah, just working, beaching, living it up basically. <laughs> are, are you missing the football? Yeah, I am. Um, 
I miss the boys. I miss the club. Like part of me was like, oh, do I, do I, do I just go and you know leave all this behind, or do I keep keep working? But at the same time, like it's never going to be as good as last season. So I feel like it was the right time to go. But I'm always going to miss the boys and the club and everyone involved. Like that was the best year of of my life and and everyone's life. Um, so yeah, I do, I do miss it, man. But it, it's just it's different out here. Like I've come here to to live a different life. So when did you know that you were going to go to Australia? Did you make that decision after you'd played in the final, or was it something that you knew was going to happen? No, I said it pretty early on to JT in the season um, that I was thinking about it. Um, and yeah, I would have been gutted if, if we'd have lost, and and I was jetting off because I'd actually booked the flights before, so um, I was going either way. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it was the right time. Like, to cap it off. The best and way you're not was you're it. not tempted to to play um, up there on the Gold Coast. I know it's, it's quite a big big sport in Australia these days, isn't it? Yeah, um, I've been enjoying the break. I'm not going to lie. Um, Fair enough. It's been Twenty years of you know football, 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 um, putting it first, letting it run my life, and it's been great. But like, I feel like now, especially with what happened. Um, it's just the right time to sort of do something new for a bit and and who knows you know i might be back in the future and i I, I can't not play football again like i do miss it but i'm enjoying this break for a year and it's just a bit of a reset for me before um and are you you planning on being in australia for the long run then or or you haven't thought that far yeah i mean that was the plan when i came out here but i'm living month to month at the moment like just enjoying it and you can't you can't really tell the future can you like i, I do miss parts of home i miss my friends miss my family um so i'm sure i'll be back in the future but Kai, it it's be. two degrees i'm sitting here in five <laughs> layers you're mad no, I mean, you're not selling it to me <laughs> at all um but yeah we'll see in the future i'd love to come back and see everyone at the club and, and see the boys and stuff um maybe a little holiday but yeah we'll, we'll wait and see I don't know about you, Leon. It, it makes sense to me. I mean, what what a way to go! It, it couldn't yeah. be any better as as a, as a footballer at, at, at that oh, level, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, um, it's absolutely beautiful. Isn't it? But um, no, it was it was, uh, it was really good catching up with you, Kai. And I'm glad you're having a good time over there in Australia. Yeah, appreciate um, it. After giving us all a lot of joy last last season, you you and your mates. So it was fantastic. I mean, you know that, Kai. People have told it you enough times, I'm sure. But it really was a fantastic do, and it's. I mean, I, I just think it's brilliant as well that you've, you know, you've gone off and done something completely different like this. I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a great sort of part of the story as well. And, yeah. and uh, as yeah. I say, no doubt you'll come back at some point, even if it's just for holiday. And uh, and it'll yeah, be, yeah, I yeah. can imagine the the reunion of the boys who are in that team will be uh, something I to be old. Wait for that. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, um, Kai, and you can hold me to this. It's going on record. We will get you free tickets to any home vets game of your choice for you and a friend. Uh, any any time you come back, Leon, we'll go right? one step further. We'll include the super vets. You have a fifties. <laughs> I'm on my flight now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah, um, Leon. There was one other thing we should probably cover quickly. Oh, we talked yeah. about goals of the month last time, Rich. and we should have talked about saves of the month. Oh, we forgot. So we should probably very quickly just go back through those because we got some results, right? Well. Uh, save of the month, I've struggled with Dan. I've had a tech issue, but goals of the month, we did get the we did get the official uh, uh, result, and the only one anyone cares about, the public vote. Um, now, this is 
This is rather embarrassing. Yeah, can you keep this quick? It's quit? a bit embarrassing yeah. for Dan, so I'm going to have to read these out. So in third place, um, uh, the public had a good uh, good taste because they picked the same goal as me. That was Harry Edwards, where he dribbled the whole length of the pitch for the under-7s. Which that was, was the fog goal, wasn't it? Is that the under-7 fog goal? Yeah, there was some fog, and that probably helped him with some of his skills. I don't think they knew he was coming, the defenders. Yep. Um, and then second um, was Albert George. I don't know. Did Albert George make your top three there, Dan, last time? I think he was fourth on mine. Oh, there you go. Mm. He was fourth on yours. And first place was uh, one that I gave an honourable mention to. Um, and it was Dan's son, Stan Hoff, uh, the under eights. So um, it, it was a good goal, to be fair. And I know Dan, uh, I remember him saying to me, he was so pleased that they made a couple of passes in the same move. But it was a cracking finish from Stan. Hey, under eight so, football, um, yeah, just three passes winner. in the move. This is a moral victory of the highest proportion. Seriously, passing, they don't do that. Huh? So, yeah. That was one. But what I want to, want to say is the 10 really good goals. They really were. And keep an eye out for the January goal of the month competition, folks, when it comes around, because we want more entries. And, and we're going big on this in the vets. We've just got to score some goals first, Leon. Uh, once, once we manage to do that, then they're, they're all going in, right? Well, and remember to plug the camera in. Yeah, I can see lots of problems along the way here, but whatever. If we ever get any anything, it will be it will be submitted. Um, Kai, did you get a chance to see those goals? Yeah, I mean the saves of the month. I couldn't really see them. Uh, yeah, they were a bit tougher, weren't they? Right, but yeah, the goals. There's some great goals in there. Um, little Luke for the 18 scoring scoring the banger. That was put in the boys' group chat the other day. Um, and yeah, there's some other good ones. Yeah. Did you enjoy that first team goal? Because um, I, I, I was mesmerised by it. I think, I think there were 17 passes in it. The one Taylor Morgan, yeah. It. Yeah, it went on for ages, yeah. didn't it? Prime Barter. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. It was about 40% of the whole thing. You know, if you want to watch all 10 goals, yeah. 40% <laughs> of it was the one goal. But I mean, it was, it, it was brilliant stuff. In terms of the save of the month, just to round that one up, there were four. It was a bit more difficult to really get an angle on those. But um, Reese McKnight from the under-13 SYL team was the winner there. So well done, Reese. And of course, we want to see more saves of the month as well, if, if we can, to, to, you know, to, to see all the good work that the keepers are doing. Um, cool. So, so Kai, you, you're just starting out on your Sunday morning. Talk me through what a Sunday morning looks like for you. Just one last time to make us all feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, probably 90 minutes, maybe a bit extra time at the beach today. Mm. Um, Put the hours in, mate. Yeah, that's me. Get this T-shirt off, get down the beach, mate. Fantastic. That's Leon, what's your, son, what's your Sunday going to involve when it arrives? I'm going to take the kids to see their grandparents. That would be nice. Yeah, nice, nice, easy day. How about you, mate? Uh, well, SYL stuff in the morning. My boys will be playing. Uh, and then as little as possible. So you will be coaching the current goal of the month um, what do you call it? It's not owner, recipient. What is it? Goal of the month guy. Yeah, well, I, I think that might well have been because of the networking of his mother as it got that, that clip around to enough people so that they could vote for it, if I'm being brutally honest. But, you know, <laughs> you take what comes your way, right? You take what comes your way. Kai, thanks for joining us. It, it's really been great to catch up. Um, yeah, appreciate it, guys. It's been brilliant. And as I say, uh, looking forward to seeing you back in, in Blighty sometime soon and um yeah and, and well done again on on contributing such a fantastic season thank you guys appreciate it cheers cheers guys go well to meet you mate <laughs>